Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. I'm so excited today to speak to Sarah Naya Soleil, and she is a spirit baby intuitive. And I know a lot of you guys who are listening may not even know what that even means. So I'll let Sarah kind of jump in and give us a little intro. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Oh my goodness. What a pleasure. It's such a joy to be here. Yeah. And what does that mean for people who have no idea? Like, what does spirit baby intuitive mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. There's so many ways that I could explore this with all of you, share about it. Um, but I think I'll just start by saying spirit baby, being a spirit baby intuitive is, is essentially being someone who can ultimately have conversations with other souls uh, on who are not presently here in a physical body yet. Uh, it's not just that, but I would say in a vast majority of what I do is I communicate with souls who are either they've come before or they're, they've yet to come. And uh, it's, it's, hard to break it down simply, but just to say, you know, I refer to spirit baby communication or being a spirit baby intuitive as someone who communicates with the ancestors. Again, those who come before and those who've yet to come. It's a much wider conversation than that, but it's, that's the basic. Okay. So with that being said, how did you get into doing this? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Oh my God. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> this was one of those things that um, started really early on in my life. And it wasn't something I had a big outlet, you know, a way to communicate to the adults around me or people around me that this was happening. But from a very early age, I was aware of the presence of uh, what we might refer to as ghosts, or people who, you know, are and are not in a physical body. So I could see them with my eyes, I could communicate with them, I could hear them, I could, um, it was like being between the worlds. It's the best way to describe it. Because for me as a child, I used to have experiences looking out into a forest or a natural setting. I would see maybe like an eight-year-old boy, translucent, but almost as real as anyone else I would see. And I could tell they weren't living in this time and that they were somewhere else, but still very much here. And I could see them and I could uh, be a bridge. And I think for a really long time, I just observed it from a really deep place inside of myself. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't even viscerally aware that I shouldn't talk to adults about it. It was just something that I was continuously observing as a child. And uh, so long story short, I conceived my first child at the age of 20 and had a really beautiful, beautiful, powerful, extreme birth experience in that when I was giving birth, I started to basically do psychic work. And if you had asked me then like, oh, what's happening right now? I would have been like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really didn't have a context, a framework for it. It wasn't something I talked about or had ever experienced prior to that moment. It was just as if, uh, well, I had a series of lucid dreams 
and that really changed my whole life in the middle of my pregnancy. And that's when what we could say, like the veils got really thin and I started to have all sorts of visitation experiences in my pregnancy. And then when I was giving birth, uh, I entered into a state in which I had no physical sensation, pain, discomfort in the middle of my labor. And for <clears throat> 45 minutes, I was doing psychic healing work on people that I loved. Mm. And, uh, and so once something like that happens, you know, becoming a mom changes your life. Um, going through birth is such a extreme event. It's rare. It's powerful. It's life-changing on so many levels in so many ways. And I think <clears throat> being that that all happened simultaneously, it was like no going back. And yet I still didn't really understand what any of it meant. Um, and, uh, and yet those gifts have gotten louder and louder and louder and louder exponentially since that birth experience. So I've had many healers, psychics, wise people, you know, oh, you know, you're a spirit baby communicator, you know, you're a spirit baby communicator. And I would be like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not possible. I don't, I don't think so. And, um, I was going to a bunch of births. I was studying midwifery shortly after I gave birth myself and dove into the work that way and was having really beautiful experiences, learning so much about childbearing and creation and the mystery and magic of it and what it was to be in that space with people from all walks of life, all from all around the world. And, and one day I was teaching, I was so passionate about pregnancy as a journey of transformation. I just felt that was like where my juice was. And I was on stage teaching and um, there was about 800 women there. And I, and I share this story on some of my other videos, but anyhow, it's this experience where I had just read uh, Walter McKitchen's book, Spirit Baby Communication, communicating with the, with the baby you're meant to have. And <clears throat> I was like, wow, this just feels, I feel like I'm reading the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I, I understand all of this, but not conceptually like in my own body. I was like, wow, this is so fascinating. And so here I am, I'm like introducing myself. I'm Sarah Nicely and I'll be teaching. And I kid you not, an angelic presence came out of the sky, moved my mouth aside and spoke through my voice into the microphone. I will be teaching spirit baby communication. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so this whole, like, it's been such an interesting dance of like, observation and deeper initiations, but then this like constant refusal of the call, refusal of the call, because what is this paranormal, yeah. like supernatural stuff? Like, you know, it didn't have um, vocabulary for it, but when I read Walter's book, a lot clicked into place. And then that happened on stage that one day. And I did teach that workshop. I felt it in every bone of my body. I ended up giving a ton of private sessions. And that night when I laid myself to bed, Walter came to me in my dream and he basically visited me and said, oh, this was really great. Make sure you elaborate here. Don't forget to speak about this when you share that topic. And by the way, it has to be in, like felt in their body. It cannot just be conceptual. It has to become experiential and you're going to figure this out. And I'm just so proud of you. And he just kind of went on and on and I was like, <laughs> and I have never looked back. So that's, 
Amazing. My mind is blown and I'm just so excited for you. And I want to know way more than that too, (laughs) because, and what a cool experience to have read that book and feel like, oh my gosh, somebody gets me, right? Like I, I, I can resonate with this person and it's because I can imagine that, you know, psychics and all that has, has been around for centuries for millions of years, whatever, however you want to look at it. However, it's not really been mainstream so much. And even the spirit baby situation of having that conversation has not really been so much as mainstream or on the on the forefront necessarily. So I can imagine that finding that book and realizing, oh my gosh, these are my people. And then having him appear to you <laughs> is even more impressive. So yeah. that is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So I know a lot of our listeners are either trying to conceive and or have had miscarriages. And I know for me, after my first loss is really when I kind of got more so into this process and idea of wanting to connect with this, my spirit babies and realizing, you know, I know they're there. I had this very, you know, strong conviction of knowing that there was, it was, it wasn't just me wanting to get pregnant. It was a soul that was trying to come to me and came to me for a moment. And then obviously in the physical world that changed. And so that really started my questioning, me questioning a lot of it of if this was so meant to be for the conception, why did it go away? You know, why did it end so abruptly? Um, for those that are listening that have that same type of question, and I'm sure there's no blanket statement for all of us, but is there kind of a general theme or answer that you can give to somebody who's going through that experience to, to, to feel that way of, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so excited that we're finally united and then all of a sudden it's not happening. Right. Yeah, it's true. There's no one blanket statement, but I will say it's ironic. I happen to be writing an article right now, the healing power of miscarriage. Hmm. And if we link it all together, as I mentioned, they're really before that book, even though a few allies, mentors, guides along the way had strung the words together, you're a spirit baby communicator. You're a spirit baby communicator. I was like, I don't even know what that is. It's Mm -hmm. not possible. Right. And so to get in touch with that book, the volumes of vocabulary provided to me, right? It, it opens up worlds within worlds within worlds of possibility. And so just this title, stringing these pearls together, these words together, the healing power of miscarriage, mm-hmm. you know, I think if there is a blanket statement, that's, um, at least up until this point in my journey thus far, that's the one I would, that's the one I would utilize and just say, you know, when there is loss of any kind um, within that of the childbearing year and within and around that of our fertility journeys, there is a healing power, a governing force um, that is guiding us and that of our spirit babies. And of course, like we're here left with so many questions and big feelings Mm -hmm. and they can even, those big feelings can even conflict. And when you get pregnant, it's like a whole timeline starts to emerge. Your life starts to shape shift. And when that doesn't complete or doesn't go as planned or the way we thought it would, once we've kind of wrapped our head around it, then there's this whole unraveling of a timeline. And again, it can open up this gap for some really deep questioning of who we are 
and why we're here and what it's all about and where do we go from here and maybe even on some level if we're ready for this and what does it mean and and who am I now and how am I changed and so I refer to um, souls who in who come in and are conceived uh, and then go on to leave prior to a full-term pregnancy coming to a close. You know, anytime there is a, a loss or a losing of a child in utero, even a couple, even like two or three weeks in or five weeks in, or, you know, maybe 30 weeks in, just to say, I refer to these souls as remember embers, that they are these sparks of life, sparks of light that come in with maybe a different purpose. Uh, but if there was a blanket statement, it would really be that it's the, the, there's a healing power at play and there is something that still needs healing. Or it was that remember Ember, that spark of light. That's like, Hey, wake up. Remember there's, mm -hmm. there, there is this reason why you're here. There is something greater that you're supposed to be asking yourself or asking of life. And I came to help ignite that within you physically from the depth of your being. We, when we traveled to Egypt for the pilgrimage that I lead women through, one of the things we explore in that journey is we say that, um, right, the temples are constructed uh, a lot of the times, if not all the time, in a mirror imaging of the human body. So the human temple, the human body temple. And we refer to the innermost sanctum of the physical temple as the holy of the holies. And so, you know, conception is something that occurs within the holy of the holies of our being, the womb, when we take that mirror imaging of the of the temple site. And then we look at the map of man and woman and we kind of bridge that gap. It's like, ah, the holy of the holies is, is that innermost sanctum within our body. And that's where conception occurs. So it is tugging on the depth of who we are and it is trying to light that spark and remind us, in my opinion, that there is something again, greater to aspire toward or remember or heal or the questions of life to sit with. And for somebody who, you know, when they're in that moment, it's really hard to see the forest from the trees and, you know, you're just in a, a state of devastation and, yeah. and whatnot, especially if this is your first experience, or if you've been through a fertility journey and that's all you can think about. And you finally think you had your big moment and then it's gone away. But my point in saying that, is there any advice you would give for somebody to try to go inward to, to remember that ember to see what is it that I, I can heal from in this, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is not necessarily your lesson, because it's not that you've done something wrong, but what can I take from this in order to heal? Um, anything that you can suggest for somebody who's really in that raw moment of, you know, just trying to make sense of the experience? Yeah, I think when it's really raw and fresh, my midwifery brain kicks in and I'm like, yeah, in, in honor of all of you that is so human, you know, my, my greatest advice actually is to take a sacred pause, to take a pause mm -hmm. and to just allow the rawness to be there and to, mm -hmm. and to say, I'm sad. I, I, you know, maybe I struggled with this at first, but I really wanted this or, or maybe, you know, maybe the sadness is 
I feel relieved. Like I feel guilty that I feel right. relieved. Am I a bad person? Because again, there can be no blanket statement. There's so many ways that that moment could be experienced by someone. And, and so, you know, what I remind people again, from a midwifery perspective of, Hey, you're newly postpartum now. And it is, it's different if the miscarriage occurs or the loss occurs in the first trimester versus the second versus the third, like there's so much variation in that, but still hormonally, um, physically, physiologically, anatomically, you are now a postpartum person and a postpartum person, although this isn't a full-term pregnancy, um, you know, comparatively a postpartum person needs a lot of yin, like a lot of nurturing care, support, maybe hormonal balancing, maybe acupuncture, maybe cranial sacral, maybe, um, yeah, therapy session of some sort or a spirit baby communication session to just make space between the layers and let the rawness be there. So I would say before trying to kind of put your focus on, let's say my words would be activating the lesson or receiving the healing gift that wants to come from this experience, I would say turn toward the rawness and your humanity first and foremost, and just be mm -hmm. present with that and nurture that. And once you can nurture that and nourish that, uh, you will have such a, um, a deeper reservoir for being present and taking the action steps that are then maybe asked of you from that internal compass place of like, okay, like now that I have more space and I've been with the rawness, like, and I'm ready to reassess and I'm ready to look at what does moving forward look like or what action steps I want to take from here. Um, you know, you'll just feel a little like lighter and more clear to make those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think focusing on that word healing and realizing first and foremost, as you mentioned, that's a physical healing, right? Your bottle body has been through something traumatic in a way. I mean, for a yeah, lot of yeah. people, um, some more than others and really focusing on allowing yourself that love and grace and space to heal physically first. And, you know, you're, you're probably going to be having some bleeding and, you know, things that your body wasn't prepared to be doing at that moment, but that's its way of healing itself and really knowing that it's going through something big, right? Mm -hmm. And, and then know on the bigger level, you're healing in that other way. And I think being open to that then allows those channels to start moving into what you're referring to from a spiritual level as well. If, yeah. of healing and loving yourself and, and being connected to whatever is meant to be connected with you. Exactly. And to those who do experience maybe trauma or extreme pain, you know, just to name, this can be so powerful for people to hear is that when you have a full-term pregnancy, you have relaxing hormones and elevated oxytocin levels and, you know, whole hormonal cocktail that your body's being supported by to go through the process of dilation. However, when you have a miscarriage, there is a spontaneous dilation process of the cervix. It's not dilating to 10 centimeters by any means, but it's not being prepped with the same hormones and the sacred ingredient of time. Like you just, you just simply aren't pregnant for nine months or mm -hmm. 40 weeks. So, uh, you know, the, the process of, uh, a miscarriage, um, can ask more from your cervix and the contractions and the pain and intensity of that can be um, exponential in comparison to a birth. I mean, not to say birth doesn't have its own level of intensity that comes in the big job of dilation, but 
Yeah, I think it can be, I think that can be part of the trauma and part of the fear that is part of the integration of like, oh my gosh, I can't even think about next steps. I'm traumatized just from like what that physical experience just was. And now I'm raw emotionally and I want a baby, but now I'm scared more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy time. What are your thoughts on the, the, the soul contracts and kind of the timing of everybody being on board at the same time, you know, again, (laughs) being when I had my children from 41 to 43, almost 44, I didn't feel like I had time on my side as far as when I had my losses, it was like, hurry up and try again, rather than taking that time to heal and mourn the losses. But at the same time, what a thing that really did help me a lot was really understanding the the perspective of as much as I'm on this hurry up timeline, the other dimension is not, there is no sense of time. And, and we are all agree on this contract, even my stepson, right? Who's on the other side of the country. That's part of his lineage as well. That has to be an agreement of all of these people coming together. And that really kind of helped me personally accept the timing of the situation often but from your perspective in in communicating with spirit babies and all of that what what do you know about that and what do you what are your thoughts on that yeah that's so cool the way that i like to talk about this is i'll share like the overarching umbrella is usually the anatomy of soul contracts and it's kind of this umbrella understanding that yes when a a person or child or soul for that matter is conceived, there is a contract, let's call it, that is formed in what we refer to as the higher realms. So this is already opening up a lot of vocabulary and dialogue of like, well, what does that mean? And how do I access that? What, like, how does that work? And like, how do you know? And you know, all these things. But to keep it simple, I would just say that um, in regard to the anatomy of soul contracts, yeah, there are these contracts that are formed um, in honor of all of the destiny threads being woven together. So you are your own destiny thread. Your partner then is their own destiny thread. Your other children here already here are their own destiny threads. And uh, I say that there's a minimum of three threads being woven together to create a soul contract. And that would be the biological you know, consciousness of the egg, and then perhaps that woman. And then because there's so many ways that this can look and work, you know, when you add in surrogacy or adoption, or like, there's Mm -hmm. all these other variations of form of how these contracts work. But like on a most basic, basic level, if there's like an egg, and a woman and a female anatomy, and like that woman and her consciousness, and then the male and the sperm and that anatomy and that consciousness. So those are two threads. And then the baby that's coming would be the third. Um, it's interesting because with every contract, it's like its own unique blueprint or snowflake for that matter, because in some contracts, like the grandmother really matters and the uncle on the father's side really matters. And the two children who are coming next really matter. And so, you know, those are the wider like views. If you like zoom out, there's like the very, very inner core. And then in some contracts, it's, you know, it's upwards of like dozens of souls that are being woven together. And it's a very intelligent process. And it's not something that is curated by the mind. Um, It can be a little heady to think of it, but it's just to say, this is all happening on a soul level. This isn't happening um, like, 
again, as you pointed out, there can be this like linear biological clock that's going off and this alarm that's like going off in our body. And we're like counting down the days and the years and the weeks and all the things. And like, we're on a conscious level navigating that. And like you pointed out on a soul level, we're not necessarily tracking that quite the same way. I wouldn't say that we're not tracking that. I would just say it's a more complex than that. And so what I would say as a takeaway for someone who like maybe this language is just like the first time you're coming into this conversation and it's a lot to take in and a lot to consider, I would just say, know that again, there's a higher governing force and that force is a force of infinite love and it's incredibly, incredibly intelligent. Um, it is limitless, whereas our conscious mind is very limited by information. But this governing force, this love that helps to oversee these contracts in the higher realm, that of our souls and all of our souls being woven together, all these destiny threads being woven together, it's um, it often appears to us and our conscious minds years later, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. fast forward years later and look back, you know three years back to that time, you were just so emotional and stressed and scared. And then, you know, fast forward three years, you have a baby girl in your arms and now you know that she's here. And it's almost like looking back, you're like, oh my God, if I had, if that pregnancy had gone to plan, then this wouldn't have happened. And I wouldn't have met mm -hmm. this person. And then my husband and I wouldn't have bought that house. And then my daughter may not be like in my arms here in this moment. And if she wasn't like, I just couldn't imagine that this is so exactly what needed to happen, but I couldn't see that then. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that, that bird's eye view that has the understanding of like all the moving parts above and beyond time and space as we relate to it on a conscious level is the governing force. It's, mm -hmm. it's far surpasses our limited intelligence. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Like hopefully that's a ray of hope for some. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, just if I refer to that sometimes as just divine timing, like trusting in that really emphasizing that word of divine timing, that it is so much bigger than we can ever possibly imagine. And everything is working out exactly how it should for us in that moment. But man, I tell you, it's hard when you're in it. No, <laughs> it it's, it's brutal. Easy. It's brutal sometimes, right? It's so uncomfortable and feels so, uh, well, not for everyone, but I think for some, it can feel so slippery and um, yeah, turbulent. Yeah. Yes. So I know we touched earlier in the fact that it's different for everybody but can you give people an idea if they were to have a spirit reading spirit baby reading what what would they expect what is that what is that like yeah uh well it's so cute a lot of people say oh is there anything i need to do to prepare what do i do do you need any, any information from me and i'm like nope <laughs> <laughs> we just we we show up and in the space what happens is so usually they're about 60 minutes long and we start with what's called um, an arrival meditation. So I just guide that individual or that couple for that matter through a meditation. And it usually involves some kind of a body scan. And what's happening is I guide that couple or that individual to follow along and to, you know, turn on 
to the degree they're able with no expectation, you know, their own inner observer consciousness, notice what you feel, notice what you sense, notice what you perceive as we're moving through the meditation. That's important to me that they recognize right off the bat, they have something to contribute and there is something for them to be listening for. Um, and then as they're listening and I'm guiding them through, what I let people know is that with your permission now, I'm going to read your energetic fields. I'm going to come into your energy and I'm going to gather all of the messages and all of the information that are connected to the intention of this reading, which is a spirit baby communication reading. And I'm gonna skim the surface and one layer deeper. I'm just gonna gather everything that's right on the top like just, I would say the surface meaning just below your conscious awareness, what is just below that which you are consciously aware of. And I'm gonna gather those threads and then one layer deeper. And then after the meditation, we usually do a debriefing and it's like, how are you feeling? And what did you notice? And then I'll share the broad strokes of what I gathered. And that often does create an arc for the entire rest of the reading, because I'm a firm believer, not only in divine timing, but I would, I would add to that divine order. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned in doing thousands of readings is that not only is there a higher governing force of love that is curating this entire process for all souls involved, but a spirit baby reading in my mind is an invitation to clarify next steps and the sequence that allows for what I refer to as the highest path forward to reveal itself for all souls involved. So we're tr I'm, I'm working in, the, in any first session to create a deep conscious awareness of the divine order that is at play and how to be in alignment with that so that as we're making even maybe practical or linear decisions, such as should I do another transfer or should I do another embryo collection, you know, like, should, like, like, where do I go from here? There's all these options on the table. So some of my clients are working with fertility doctors and going through IUI or IVF or different treatments. And then of course I have people who are like, well, we're just ready to conceive or there's different, mm, everything is so right unique. But I would say that um, in the reading, yeah, my goal is to create a clear map for moving forward and what the spiritual homework is and what to focus on and what to, um, consider as you're making those linear next step decisions and you know uh sometimes it comes through a bit like the voice of a um a loved one who's come before such as a grandfather or a grandmother comes in as an ally sometimes the spirit baby is just in full download mode the whole time sometimes past lives come up and they need to be acknowledged healed and cleared which is a whole nother conversation sometimes it's very fat like sometimes i'm like oh uh, there's a big wide opening for conception in July. Let's talk about that. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm being shown. How does that feel for you? What comes up for you when I say that? And it's really just a, a big dialogue of discovery. Uh, and by the end, you know, it can feel, especially if there's just one, it can feel like, oh my God. A lot of the times what happens is um, some, well, not, not every time, but in the most for most first sessions, there are often things that are showed to me in the, in the meditation process that are there and shown to me simply um, so that I can build trust and relationship with that individual. 
Um, I remember being on a call with a couple and being like, do you watch a lot of family guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that in your world? They're like, oh my God, it's always on the TV in the back room. You know, it's like, it's always running. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, are you really involved in like, are you like a Star Wars fan? And they're like, oh my God, are you kidding? They were on, like, we had figurines made of us on our wedding cake. And it was like the theme of our whole wedding. I'm like, okay. Wow. Um, you know, there's like things like that where I'm just like, I think some of the, the, the beauty of the first session is building that trust and relationship, you know, really getting to a space where it's like, yeah, I, I, I can hear and I can see and, and let's now take this journey together because what I, what I can do and what I'm committed to doing is just layer by layer in honor of divine timing, divine sequence, just kind of show you the next steps. So a lot of the clients I do single readings with, it's like opening up Pandora's box. It creates a significant amount of clarity moving forward. And then the question becomes, does that feel like plenty to process right now? Because if so, beautiful and many blessings. And if not, like, do you want to take a journey together? And yeah. so that can be really special too. I know I've referred many clients to Sarah and they, they use the word clarity and I always, you know, point them in her direction in that regard of this will help guide you a little bit and give you some clarity when you feel a little bit lost, you know, and kind of take you to that next step. And I haven't had anybody who's disappointed with that. I've also done a reading with her and have another one tomorrow, I might add. So I'm super <laughs> excited about that. But where can everyone find you? Sarah, please. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so right. Yeah. Right now I do have a website. It's called, it's very easy to remember. It's just spiritbabycommunication.com. And really the, um, what I'm most excited about right now is that I have a monthly membership that's come together and it's been years in the making and I've really focused on, um, yeah, growing, uh, I think growing myself in the work. And at this stage, at this time, I have so much to share that I'm finding great joy in speaking to, like doing what's called group readings. So a group reading, of course, is not the same as a one-on-one, -on -one, but it's an invitation for all of us to co-creatively expand into a dialogue that then goes on to provide like gems and pearls and treasures to everyone who's present mm -hmm. and it's exponential right because it's not so one-on-one -on -one, but at the same time it's a vast and it's like you kind of get the piece you need now and the piece that's just around the corner and the piece that comes next year but there's already a part of you that's starting to like absorb and prepare and ready yourself and open yourself and it creates like a smoother path the whole way through but for a lot of us and uh, i love that it's, it's it seems like such a collective of so you know cool for women, not necessarily just for you as an individual, because this is such a bigger, really in the play of things, this is such a bigger thing than just me and my own journey, right? It's exactly. as a collective. So it I love is. That. And, and it's huge. So many of us are experiencing loss. So many of us are experiencing fertility challenges. And I do think it deserves to be a wider dialogue and a, and a community um, that gets built around it as you are, have mm -hmm. grown so beautifully. And, you know, women who find their way to you are so lucky. And I, I think it's just, um, yeah, a dream of mine to, you know, and, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for five or six years. It was really like the one-on-one -on -one space was, uh, so potent, but I will say like doing readings with 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, 200 people, it's getting to that place where 
um, it's like the deeper you root, the higher you rise. That's what it feels like. I feel so rooted and grounded in the work that my ability to navigate the many threads and the many souls who then come to those readings, because it's not just the people who are there physically, but it's the many souls involved. And I'm just, yeah, holding a capacity now where I can weave those many golden threads into coherence. And so the messages are just amplified. So the membership comes with a monthly group reading and um, a whole backend portal that provides a lot of inspiration and conversations and um, tools and templates and meditations and, and resources for people who want to fill in the gap every month. And uh, it's really affordable. So that's, that's really what I'm excited Beautiful. about. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm so excited. So please visit the Spirit Baby Spirit Baby Communication website and check out that membership because again, being part of a collective of healing and just getting that clarity every month, I think is what word comes to me is healing just from yeah. your heart and soul and all of that. So I, I can't wait to see how that continues to grow for you. But thank you so much for being here and giving us kind of the one-on-one -on -one of <laughs> 101, I should say, of um, <laughs> spirit baby communication. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit elizabethking.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.